welcome to Bad History. Uh, Bad History. There we go. <laughs> there's a little delay. There's a little, a little bit of delay. My name's Steven, and I'm joined as always by my esteemed colleague, Dave. How are you, Dave? I'm doing good, Steven. How are you doing? I'm very, very glad to hear that. Um, well, we're back with you guys for another we're week. We're back! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, we're back over another week of... Uh, it's just a speaker check. Just uh, looking out for you guys yeah, on the internet. Yeah. Just want to make sure that your speakers work. Because they might not now, but they do. Well, de- well they definitely don't work now. Uh, well, we're, uh, we're back for another week of... Uh, of some good history storytelling, and of course, some this good, isn't about good history. Some oh, I'm sorry for some bad history, but some bad history, but some good scrolls. Uh, all right, Dave. So before we begin, I gotta know you gotta tell me uh, how have you been doing? Oh, it's been a good week. It's been oh, yeah. a busy week. Um, school's over. The finals are due. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've been dealing with that. Yeah, I haven't but I've been just aware of it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just like a mad dash to get things turned in for certain things and fixing mm-hmm. up the house for mm-hmm. the old uh, the old Xmas coming along. Yeah, dude. By the way, Steven. What's up? Ha- happy Hanukkah. Oh, yeah, dude. Happy Hanukkah, man. It. I believe it's the second night as of recording this. Who the fuck knows when it's out. <laughs> but, uh, happy Hanukkah to all my Goyam out there. Uh, I hope you have a happy... Wow, that was so aesthetically unpleasing. Uh, That's the uh, Hebrew language for you. Better, <laughs> if you're in the first two rows, you better bring a bag. Yeah, you're on the you're in the uh, the wet zone, the splash yeah, that's zone. The splash zone. Uh, <laughs> uh, have, are you guys doing the menorah this year? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we nice. do the menorah every year. That's awesome, you come, dude. You're coming down. We're gonna get fishnicket on some manischewitz. We're going to bet some gelt. We're going to spin them dreidels. Oh, dude. The dreidel spinning is something I do want to be a part of. All the live long dreidel. All the live long dreidel day. Um. (laughs) (laughs) No, Hanukkah's boring as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the reason, and this is my theory, and I'll be quick about this, is because Christmas is like, if Christmas was to take place over a whole week of like presents and like the whole shindig, it would be boring too because it's little snippets across a whole week but instead we we pack all of the like holiday joy and spirit into like a 12-hour period what the hell are you talking about it was christmas in mid-october down here no i'm talking about the actual like i know i know dave i it's 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 christmas it's christmas starts in august for some people but I'm Christmas talking, starts in January yeah, for some people. But I, like I'm Michael, Michael Bublé, because <laughs> that's when he starts recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like the actual holiday of Christmas, like if December, if it wasn't December 25th, but instead it went from like December 20th to December 27th. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, Han- Hanukkah is like not even like a super important holiday. Yeah. For the Jewish faith, it just happens to be around the time of Christmas, and all those little Jewish kids um, growing up were like, "Uh, Mama, why do these Christians have such a good time in the Christmas?" And then their parents were like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Wait, what accent was that? Uh, Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> was it though? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, we gotta we, we gotta keep moving forward with this. So yeah, yeah, I know your week was pretty packed of school and shit. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I saw you a little bit. That yeah. was pretty cool. That was fun. That was that was that was really cool. We watched. We Ru- watched. We watched Russia. What? <laughs> we watched Russia land of the czars. We watched Russia land of the czars. Which was the best of History Channel's do- good golden years. Yeah, that that was like the the pinnacle History Channel docudrama. I think. History Channel was good, and then it became Hitler. Yep. And then it became Nostradamus. And then it became Aliens. And then it became Doomsday. And (laughs) now it's all... Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars and Storage Wars and betting on things and selling things. Yeah. Lots of history. An American Top Gear. (laughs) American Top Gear. Is that on History Channel? I thought it was on, on, like, another channel. I, I'm pretty sure it started on History Channel. Okay. Well. Uh, Nobody watches that show. No one watches that show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my, my, I mean, I've been actually, right after we record this, I got to work on a final. It's due. I got two finals due Friday, so. Uh, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I do not miss that life. You know what I used to say in college? What? If shit didn't get done last minute. It just wouldn't ever get done at all. Oh, yeah. Well, that's been my my life in grad school has been um, just like I'm going to worry about the assignment that's due the soonest. And then I'll yeah. worry oh, about the next assignment gotta. that's due the soonest. Yeah. When finals come around, you just have that like pile next to you. Oh, my God. It, like you, it's so big that you can't approach it. But the longer you wait, the bigger it gets. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, what do I do? Like, how do I do this? It's this weird bell curve where when it's a little bit, you're like, all right, I can do this. I can knock this out. And then it gets to a point where it's so big that you're just like, this is way too overwhelming. And then it gets so big that you're like, all right, I literally have to do this right now. Yeah. And then you start writing essays not to get a good grade, but just to be done. Yeah. You know, I have I I have a friend in my program who says uh, he says there there's two types of essays that you do in college. It's the essays that you're generally proud of to turn in and the essays that you turn in because you just have to turn them in and uh, that the essays that you absolutely have to turn in greatly outweigh the ones you're actually proud of. Oh, definitely. I probably wrote like two or three essays I was really proud of in the entirety of college. I totally agree with you. (laughs) I totally agree with you. But anyway, enough lollygagging. This week, we have a really special topic that we talked upon in the very first intro episode but yeah. uh we are discussing some misconceptions in history yeah and i mean i think this is a topic we can kind of keep return returning to because oh when, yeah, there's so many yeah when we well when we were first framing the idea of this podcast uh you know a few months ago we i we, we kind of were like well let's do a podcast about like stuff people get wrong in history um and it's kind of you know it's developed into this thing where we uh, we talk about more of like stuff people don't know in history, um, but so I think this his, historical misconceptions can be something that we can definitely return back to periodically. Yeah, and, we're, and we're keeping with like the storytelling style, so we're not necessarily approaching concepts. Right, we're approaching instances. Yeah. If we did a concept episode, it would be the best selling sleep aid of yeah, 2015 oh my god and there's only three weeks left of 2015 yeah. <laughs> we could release it on like new year's eve and it would be the best selling sleep aid of yeah. 2015 yeah yeah but, uh, anyway let's jump right into it let's do it play the music <laughs>
Okay, Steven. Yeah. My misconception is the Spanish Armada. But Dave, everybody knows about the Spanish Armada. Everybody knows about the Spanish Armada. But do you know about the English Armada? What? The English the English don't have a navy. Get out of here. Well, let me let me let me give you some background really quick on just the Spanish Armada. Everybody knows the Spanish mm-hmm. Armada, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in 1588. You have King Philip II of Spain right. and half the known world, <laughs> and yeah. then you have little old Elizabeth, <laughs> just just a little old Elizabeth. <laughs> little Elizabeth. And, uh, you know, she was a Protestant whore. Fuck that bitch. And uh, <laughs> Philip had to do something about it, right? <laughs> so, God. as I like to call the OG Spanish Armada, uh-huh. um, was 130 ships that left from Acruña in August of 1588. It was led by the Duke of Medina Sidonia, and its goal was to overthrow English, er, English rule uh, of Elizabeth I. And uh, the whole the whole beef mm-hmm. originated um, over the English and this funky Dutch Protestantism, because at the time the Netherlands was owned um, by Spain. Yeah, and like you know, Spain is a super Catholic country. Oh, uber Catholic country. The Catholicist. Yeah, at yeah, this yeah, point. yeah. Even the Vatican was like, "What are they giving up for Lent?" Yeah, those <laughs> crazy bastards. <laughs> yeah. So the Spanish Armada. Um, it's like settling off the coast of Calais, and uh, in the night, the English attack with their famous Battle of Blackwater Bay fire ship yeah. formation. Um, everyone knows what happened. It's a decisive Spanish defeat, and it's claimed to be the greatest military victory for England since Agincourt. Yeah. Okay, Dave, uh, can you, for people who don't know what happened during that first battle, just like a quick 30-second rundown of what happened? Of Agincourt? No, 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 Of uh, the first Spanish Armada. Or the Spanish okay. Armada. So, they created this crescent moon formation off the coast of Calais, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the British loaded uh, a few Spanish ships that they had stolen with, you know, gunpowder and flammables. And they set them ablaze and they just launched them straight at the, the Spanish fleet. Yeah. And they blew up. And they killed a lot of people, and they destroyed a lot of ships. And then, of course, the weather didn't make it any easier. Mm-hmm. And when the Spanish limped back um, to Spain, they had lost a, a third of their ships. That's and crazy. even more sailors. So, like, a lot of the ships were, like, severely undercrewed by the time they got home. Yeah. Anyway, so that was great. Hooray, England. But let me ask you something. Everybody knows that story. But does anybody know what happens next? Nope. I mean, the English have this huge decisive victory, and it just seems to stop, right? Yeah. Like, the history closes after they defeat the Spanish Armada. That's not not what happens. Yeah. It doesn't just end. It doesn't just move on. Philip doesn't just, you know, fade from history as is kind of taught in sort of American and Commonwealth history classes yeah, that's, how right? I, that's how i was taught was that like it was like oh that's the end of it that's it yeah. that's the end of it right that's not what happened at all <laughs> okay so and, and the reason that that's kind of what is taught is because what happens next is almost equal if not a greater humiliation for the british 
as was the Spanish Armada for the Spanish. Okay. So this is the story of the English Armada. Okay. Yeah. So after the Spanish were defeated, um, the English were like, that was actually a pretty good idea. Let's build a bunch of fucking ships. So (laughs) the English Armada was finished in 1589, one full year after the Spanish Armada. And it was under the command of old Francis Drake. Good old Drake. That old rapscally. That old pirate. Yo, he was straight up pirate. He was was legitimately a pirate. That comes into play later on in in this this story. So, the English Armada had three goals, okay? Mm -hmm. The first goal was they wanted to set up a base in the Azores Mm -hmm. so they could attack the Spanish. They wanted to free Portugal from Spanish rule because Portugal had been under the control of Spain since 1580. And they also wanted that old pirate Drake. (laughs) He wanted to uh, commandeer the Spanish inbound ships of gold from the Americas. So he was going to set up a post where he was intercepting these treasure fleets Mm -hmm. um, and and in the name of the Spanish Navy, but then actually just commandeer them. so they they left for Spain in 1589 to destroy the Spanish Atlantic Navy, and uh, it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> at all. So this is what happened. So all in all, the English Armada was 130 ships, the same as the Spanish Armada, mm-hmm. just as big, uh, as as well as the crews, which were made up of uh, English merchantmen. Dutch flyboat workers, uh, and then an additional four thousand sailors and fifteen hundred officers. Holy cow! As, as as well as this title given to certain men, and I quote: "They were gentlemen adventurers." What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Yeah, yeah. They were there, and um, uh, this was like the all-star cast. This was like the dream team. Of the NBA, the uh, the English Armada had all these great heroes. Had all the, the hits. Of, had all the hits. The Duke of Essex was there. Um, of course, Drake was there. Of course, he was. And there were a lot of famous British ships that kind of are like mythical historical ships, you know, mm-hmm. like the Argo or something. Um, everybody knows Drake's ship was called the Revenge. Mm-hmm. That's like a famous ship, but also the Dreadnought and the Swiftsure were also in the English fleet. And those those ships are sort of like heralded in yeah. like the height the height of, you know, British naval history. They kinda led the pack in terms of innovation and just like fear. Oh yeah. And, and you might be saying, these names the the Revenge, Dreadnought and the Swiftsure, these don't really sound like navy boat names, you know? That's because they were pirate ships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's great yeah. so from the beginning this whole excursion was just totally fucked yeah <laughs> so uh, elizabeth was in a hurry because the spanish had been defeated and they were you know recovering so they left too early and of course the weather wasn't so hot it never is it never is so they wanted to land in the bay of biscay which if you're familiar with your um like 
European topography. It's the bay carved out by France and northwestern Spain. Okay. Uh, but they don't get to land there. They have to land in Galicia instead. And this made them have to avoid their first target, which was the city of Santander. And instead, they hit the city of Karuna. And this is where things start to go uh, tits up. For mm-hmm. the <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they land in Karuna, and they pretty much raid the the coast uh, and like the port pretty handedly. It is said that their f- first two actions where they killed 500 Spaniards and then they plundered the wine cellars. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, and then the, the city proper of Karuna was put under siege. And uh, this was not a successful siege for the English. For one main reason. So while the English were in the port killing and plundering wine cellars and getting mm-hmm. drunk off their asses. <laughs> for sure. The Karunans... Karunans, Karunians, the people of Karuna yeah. kept sending secret ships back and forth. They were Jesus getting out Christ. past the blockade, and these were apparently two Spanish galleons, not even little ships. And uh, they kept going back and forth, bringing supplies. So the siege didn't accomplish anything. So, so this, the sea, like there was like an an inverse siege happening. Yeah, they essentially just turned on Netflix. Yeah, and, yeah. you know. They just had food coming in. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, nothing was accomplished in Krunia. So, the English eventually abandoned the siege. But not before losing four captains of ships and several hundred soldiers. Yikes. Okay, so... uh, Lisbon, uh, the capital of Portugal... Uh, rallied and actually ended up defended uh, the Karunians. They came to their aid. Yeah, yeah. Wait. And if you remember, one of the main goals what's, what's, of this was to get Portugal free from Spain. What's the, so is Portugal like, nah, we don't need your help? Portugal is very comfortable with Spain at this point. Okay, um, okay. So, so, like, the Portuguese priests had already, like, anointed Philip II Oh. And Philip II, if you know anything about him, he was mm-hmm. nowhere near as charismatic as his papa. Yeah, um, he, he was Charles. Kind of, he he was kind of like a like a stone faced douchebag. Yeah, he was a micromanager, and he didn't speak like the languages of all the places he owned. By the he, way, he, 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 he like refused everything. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the Portuguese really took to Philip actually, and um, <laughs> sure, there was why not? the the British were totally reliant upon. A Portuguese uprising from the inside, mm-hmm. and that never happened. It the opposite happened. So <laughs> the Portuguese had this like long lost royal who was set to come back and and rally the Portuguese under him against Philip. He ended up being an asshole, and nobody liked him. And it's like the support never came. Wow. So the English outside of Lisbon were like, "Oh shit, what do we do?" So they just destroy Lisbon's granaries. What the hell? <laughs> they kept helping the Spanish and then left. <laughs> so another complete failure. And I want to let Jesus. you know that unlike the Spanish Armada, where it kind of was like all done in one sitting, mm-hmm. the Spanish had been slowly like 
picking off and having small fights against the English Armada this entire time, right? And so while the English were sieging Karuna, the Spanish had enough time to rally and set up garrisons along the way, and they'd found out the British's plan and had mm-hmm. enough time to put steps in place that would prevent the English Armada from succeeding. Jesus. And they're, they're slowly sinking all these ships and setting up garrisons on land, and it prevented the third, um, you know goal they didn't get to azores they didn't get to set up a new base yeah it's a they just they just like kind of like squandered it completely squandered and at this point there were only two thousand sailors left that were fit because disease and weather had completely ruined the english armada as well as the spanish attacks and the duke of essex wrote home to queen elizabeth saying we need reinforcements and elizabeth was like no come home yeah <laughs> you guys fucked up it's almost like a like a very disappointed mother pretty much so they abandon it and they decide to make the trip home and they completely avoid capturing the treasure ships so oh all God. three of oh the God. the plans of the english armada failed and it oh gets even God. worse i want to i want to give you the legacy of the english armada give it to me okay so of the 130 the English lost 40 ships. This is not counting the 18 that were destroyed at launch oh my God. from Karuna and Lisbon. So, in total, 58 ships of Good 130. Good as Lord. many as the Spanish Armada lost. That, that's like, not more. That's, that's like, like more, I think. That's like almost half. Yeah. <laughs> Over a third, almost half. Yeah. Um, so... Another great thing that happened is that the diseases that they caught while in Spain and mm-hmm. while out at sea followed them back to England. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they infected the port towns of England and spread all these, like, these foreign diseases that killed lots of the population. So they brought home sickness and... Financially, this was a huge disaster for England. So, in total, during their sieges and their raids, they collected uh, 150 cannons Mm -hmm. and 35,000, like, Spanish gold pieces or whatever, right? Do you know how much all these ships cost? How much? (laughs) More than that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this was a complete and utter failure. Yeah, I, I could I could see that. Yeah, on a scale almost more humiliating than the Spanish Armada, because this wasn't a military defeat. This was an administrative and leadership failure. Yeah, it was like it, it, they just like squandered it. Squandered they it all. They did this to themselves. Oh like, Jesus! And. Uh, that was the end of the English Armada, and then the Anglo-Spanish War ended in 1604, pretty much how, I guess, our history dictates it, as just like a fading, yeah. I guess we're not mad at each other anymore, we're going to have to get along. Um, but, it, it, you know, one of the main causes of this war was Philip mm-hmm. just asking Elizabeth to please stop having English pirates ready yeah, really. Spanish ships. And instead, she made them admirals <laughs> and commodores. I mean, I think on paper it's a good idea. It's like, 
either the, you know, these people are, people can work for us. So let's make them captain. Yeah, but instead of taking Karuna, they raided the fucking wine cellars. That's true. Well, that's the problem with pirates is that, you know... They like to drink. Yeah, they do like to drink. And they also, like, you know, you can't be like, don't raid the wine cellars and, like, kick it. Don't commit atrocities, yeah. please. Yeah, please don't please don't commit atrocities. Jesus. But uh, anyway, this was like, you know, this is really what happens during this war. Mm-hmm. And um, it's left out of pretty much every major Western history book that I've ever gotten my yeah. hands on. The Spanish Armada is always taught as this huge sort of, like, celebratory victory for the English. And in, like, their own sort of wisdom and their own mercy they just Mm -hmm. let the spanish dwindle off that's not what happened at all they tried to go for it but it was a huge humiliation a huge defeat complete failure and i think the one of the biggest misconceptions in sort of like english history yeah seriously though that's like because i do remember vaguely learning about this um, probably in high school, but it was like so glossed over. It's yeah. so like, oh, and then the English tried to retaliate and it didn't work out for them. Yeah, which is no, like, no, this yeah. is this is like, like it, you know how there's like the Elizabeth movie, yeah, which is totally like pro Armada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they could flip it and have like a Philip the Second movie, which is totally pro or anti English Armada. Like, yeah. It's, it it makes Philip just as big a hero back home. Seriously, though. As it does Elizabeth during the first one. And, like, they kind of just, like, fell out of war. You know? Yeah. Like, diplomacy won in the end. And, um, you know, the rest is bad history. <laughs> That's It's interesting to think about what would have happened, like, the how the course of events would have played out if the English had actually, like, been if successful. If the Spanish lost? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you do think about it, like, analytically. Yeah. If you don't know this story, and you're like, if you do think the English, like, totally won, right? Yeah. And then you think, why, well, why didn't the English, like, get all of America and yeah, South America really. and North America and Central America and Portugal and, you know, all these other things? And you're like, why didn't that happen? It just seems like it would have happened. Mm-hmm. This is why it didn't happen. Makes sense. Yeah. Damn. So... That's my misconception. Well, damn, Dave, that's some good scrolls, man. Good scrolls, brother. Yeah, you remembered. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> right on. Well, if you have any questions about the English Armada or the Spanish Armada, put them on the Facebook or don't, because I'll ignore them. Don't okay. don't say that, Dave. Okay. I won't ignore them. You, you can <laughs> put them on the Facebook, tweet at us. Uh, we'll talk about all that later. Uh, anyway, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear your story. Let's do it. Cue the music. So, Dave. Yep. Um, my Max History Misconception is actually... Uh, it's about Spain as well. Whoa. Yeah. This well, is I, the Spain cast. This is the Spain cast. Welcome to the Spain cast. My name is... David Manuel Julio Iglesias Mariconas Espanos del Cordoba. My name's Steven. No, it's Stefan. <laughs> uh, um, this is actually about a Italian. I slipped a curse word in there. I don't know if anybody heard it. I didn't hear it. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but uh, this is actually about an Italian 
but it's also about Spain. And I'll give you a hint. It's about Christopher Columbus. Uh, Who could it yeah. be? <laughs> and what? Wait, what was that? Well, you said I'll give you a hint. <laughs> I oh, still yeah. don't know. Are you perhaps <laughs> talking about Cristobal Colombo? Cristobal Colombo. I don't know um, what his name is. His name's not Chris. It's it's yeah, it's not Christopher Columbus, but that's what I'm going to be calling him because the director of the first two Harry Potter films. What? Christopher Columbus is the director of the first two Harry Potter films. Are you serious? Yeah. That's his no name. way. Yeah. I think he also did Home Alone. Get the fuck out of here. Shut the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> this is about him. Are you typing? Yeah, I'm, t- I'm Of course I'm going to look it up right now. How do you uh, not know this? You're a film guy. I. It's Chris Columbus, Dave. But Whatever. yeah, that is really what weird. What is Chris short for? <laughs> Steven. That is really weird. All right. Anyway, we're going to anyway, that out. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> um, so my history misconception is all based around Christopher Columbus, which. Um, but he's a hero, Stephen. He's he found America. He invented America, Stephen. Did he though? <laughs> did he though? Um, all right. So uh, my whole thesis for this little segment oh is that God. Christopher Columbus is an asshole. He's a, he's a, he's a huge asshole. What are your three points? My three points are that. Um, He's an asshole. Fuck hey, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I think that this used to be more of a misconception than it is right now. I think as uh, you know, every year people drive around Christopher Columbus Day get a little bit more and more aware of how big of an asshole he is, and it becomes more of like this: let's celebrate the fat, you know, let's like celebrate Native Americans and not celebrate Christopher Columbus, which is really, really cool, and that's awesome, and I'd love it for eventually be, like, Native American Day. That'd be awesome, but... I think every um, day in America needs to be Native American Yeah, I think so, too. Um, There's going to be a few things in here that, like, really bug me that I'm going to talk about that we still do. Um, So, anyway, so this happens a few years before, uh, before your event, Dave, and Dave, do you know what year that Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Uh, yeah, 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 1492. 1492. Um, and so Christopher Columbus is an Italian, and he is, uh, he wants to make this grand voyage to Asia. He wants He's, um, is he from Venice or Genoa? Genoa. There you go. He's That's a big Genoa. important thing yeah. at this point, right? Yeah. Um, because I, th- I think I remember, I think I learned that he was from Venice, like, you know, when I first learned about him, but no, he's from Genoa. And um, so he wants to get his hands into the uh, that that spice game. Uh, Ooh, that, that spice, spice game. game. Um, <laughs> because uh, the majority of spices that uh, Europeans were using were coming from Asia, and um, you know, there's no really good way to get to Asia currently. The only way you really can do it is either land like a land voyage or you can try to navigate around Africa, but nobody's know, done that. No, yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, so Christopher <laughs> Columbus believes that he can sail from, uh, Europe to Asia. And, um, so he's going and he tries to make a pe- like these big uh, appeals to different monarchs. So, uh, Christopher Columbus decides that he needs to make, go make these big appeals to different European or to a European country that you know can kind of finance his whole his whole expedition. So the first place he goes to is Portugal, and um, he you know for 
for a very long time, he kind of he, he tries to convince them to give money and ships and like strike this deal up with them. And eventually they turn him down. He then goes to England and the same thing happens to him. So eventually he goes to Spain and Spain is ruled by now um, or yeah, Spain is ruled by Ferdinand and Isabella currently. And Ferdinand and Isabella, as we were talking about earlier, are hugely, hugely Catholic. They were the ones who kicked out the um, anyone who wasn't Catholic, pretty much, from, from <laughs> the Spain. The everyone. Yeah, the everyone. <laughs> and uh, so they were they were hugely Catholic, and he r- tried to appeal to them for like two years. Um, he he lobbied for this expedition, and eventually the, he got it approved. And uh, I think the real reason why he got it approved is because one of his main goals was to claim the uh, the ter- territory that he lands on, not only for Spain, but also for Catholic Christianity. So that's really, I think, the reason, one of the big reasons why he was able to get this approved. Um, so he gets it approved, and he sets sail in 1492 for Asia. And he has three ships with him. They are the Santa Maria, the Pinta, and the Nina. Nice. And you, did it, you did it in, like, not normal order. I really like that, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> it's, it's like Nina, Pinta, Santa Maria. That's, like, always how it's done. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> that, that's just the way I wrote it down. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so so it's, a, uh, it's, a five-week, it's a five-week journey, and um, eventually they, uh, they spot land. And this is my first... Uh, Christopher Columbus is an asshole. So <laughs> Columbus had this, uh, with all the sailors under his command, Columbus had this um, this deal. He said, if you spot land, I will give you X amount of money. And um, so everyone's, you know, like really trying to, to, to spot this land. Um, and so, uh, and so the, at, you know, one, one morning, um, this guy named Rodrigo, De Triana. I think I butchered. Let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that one more time. One day, uh, the sailor named Rodrigo de Triana is spots, spots land. And um, he calls down and, and they fire off cannons to let, to let uh, Columbus know that they've spot land. And then, uh, you know, they, they, they confirm it that they've seen land. But Columbus Uh-oh. takes... Columbus takes 100% of the credit for spotting land himself. He says, I'm the first one to see the land. That's how you he really... Do what? You don't get any money. Yeah, you don't get any money. You don't get any credit, which I think is the bigger deal. Well, um, Rodrigo was an asshole anyway, so fuck Rodrigo. But I mean, Rodrigo. but I mean, still, it's it's like the it's the fact that, uh, you know, like... He lied. He, yeah, he lied. And he re- rallied, like, like, relayed back to Spain, like, hey, I was the one who found the, saw the land first. Anyway, so... Uh, they land in, they land in uh, San Salvador in the Bahamas. And they get there, and, uh, you know, of course, Christopher Columbus thinks he's in Asia. And it's in like, fact, all these Asians. Yeah, right? And in fact, uh, the, the reason, or I'm sorry, and in fact, uh, another point of why he's an asshole is because he defended to the day that he died that he landed in Asia and not a new continent. To the day that he died, he defended that. Even though, like, before he was dead, people were like, yo, dog, this probably isn't Asia. He refused to believe it. So, like, like what? Oh, God, what a dick. Anyway, uh, so he gets there, and 
he names the native people that he comes in contact with Indians, which is derived from the Spanish word for Indians. And um, wow, that that didn't make any sense. But he calls them in, he calls them Indios, which is Indians. Um, so he calls he calls us these native peoples Indios, which is the Spanish word for Indian. And um, <laughs> and one of my biggest problems that I have that is the fact that we still refer to Native Americans as Indians. Like there's still like legal documents that refer to them as Indians, which baffles Indians, yeah. Which baffles me. Like it blows my mind. It's like why why are you calling them Indians? Like why the hell would you call them Indians? There's not even like there's not even like a real reason to do that. It's because one <laughs> asshole fucked up and thought he was in Asia and called them Indians and that's why we call them Indians today. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous yeah, thing to say. It's a ridiculous. <laughs> and um anyway, so he gets there and one of his this is a third point about why Christopher Columbus is an asshole is because one of his main goals when he gets there is to uh is to you know um what am I looking for here? One of his main goals when he gets there is to capture people for to, to sell for slaves. Um, and Christopher well. Columbus, yeah, Christopher Columbus really spearheads slavery coming out of that area in, um, in the Bahamas. And uh, he also believes that, you know, just looking at these native people that he, he I think he, he says uh, that it would only take him 50 men to conquer like you know the thou- the thousands of native people that are there that that that's how primitive they are and so like he's just like he's cocky he thinks nothing of them and he wants to put them into slavery um he also on his uh second voyage he takes a good friend with him to kind of want to be one of the be one of the leaders and uh there's this account of Christopher Columbus giving him this this native woman who the guy just like up and rapes like, oh my God. yeah, like there, there's like a, there's like an account of, of him, like writing to Columbus saying like, you know, thanks for this was, this was great. Thank you for this. They and straight up raped and pillaged. Do what? They straight up raped and pillaged. They, they straight up raped and pillaged. Like, and like, that's another thing is that Columbus wasn't just conquering or capturing these people for like slave labor. He was also capturing them for like sex slaves like he, he was like in the in the fucking underground sex trade yeah he was like he captured he these women for sex trade um and so uh i don't know who you are but i don't have a lot of money <laughs> what i do have is a specific set of skills yeah you can edit yeah. that out i'm going i'm probably going to <laughs> <laughs> um so, uh, so yeah, so he's conquering these people. He spearheads the, the not only the labor slave industry, but also like the sex slave industry, and uh, um, and uh, and he also brings. And this is like, I, I mean, like you really, this isn't like Columbus's fault specifically, but they also brought a bunch of disease like there to the New World with them, and it killed a bunch of natives. Can um, I can I uh, interject one quick thing, really quick? Yeah. Okay, so this is another history misconception, and you might touch on it, and if so, I'm sorry. But, like, um, you know how everybody says, like, they gave smallpox blankets mm-hmm. to, like, uh, natives? Mm-hmm. There's no primary source documentation that, like, uh, promotes that idea, I, I actually, think. I actually did not know that. Yeah, I, I think I heard that in, like, a history class where, like, somebody stood up and was like, yeah, but they gave... They gave smallpox blankets to the natives, and the professor was like, 
I want you to find me a primary source that proves that. <laughs> like, knowing that apparently one doesn't really exist. Wow. So, like, that's kind of like a propaganda thing. Yeah. I mean, but, like, still, they're, like... The, oh, they these, gave disease. Yeah. There was um, disease, but, like, you know, like, the sort of, like, warfare aspect. But, yeah, it. like, maliciously, like, you know, like, germ warfare. Um, guns, yeah, so... Guns, and steel. Guns, germs, and steel. But, so, Columbus, in total, makes four trips to the New World. And, uh... He becomes less and less popular. He's eventually, uh, during his third trip, he's uh, put, in, put in chains and sent back to Spain. And Spain uh, removes his uh, governorship. What the and fuck? What did he know, do? Was he, he didn't just know, like an asshole? Yeah, I mean, he was just... So the biggest problem that people had was the fact that he was pretty much lying to a lot of people, saying that, you know, oh, this place is like it's full of wealth and splendor and, you know, you're going to have a great life here. And people would go there and just wouldn't find that. And uh, so a lot of people were just unhappy. They were also unhappy with the fact that, I mean, he was a huge asshole. And he was just, like, not a <laughs> – he just wasn't a good leader. And so, you know, people were just, like, really pissed at him and wanted him gone. And so, you know, when you're in a place where there – like, there is no sort of central law, you can – I mean, all, the, all it took was, like, enough people hated him. So they put him in chains and sent him back to Spain. Yeah. Um, and Spain wasn't too happy either. And so, uh, but he eventually was able to like, you know, he avoided being arrested and, uh, he made his way back to the new world and, um, he, he, uh, yeah, he, he just pretty much explored. And, um, but my whole point is that this guy was a dick. This guy was a hero. (laughs) He was a huge asshole. He, I mean, all he did was that he was the first one that was like, he, I mean, okay, no, he accidentally found this place. He wasn't even, like, looking for it. It was that he was he was the first one that tried to, to get to Asia going through the Atlantic Ocean. And so he, he, he didn't even find mainland America. Yeah. You know? And, and so... And, like, the whole world, or I guess at least, like, Western European, like, uh, intelligentsia, they already knew that the world was round at this point. Yeah, I, w- I was just about to say this. So this is another misconception is the fact that at, uh, at this point, like the majority of people knew that the world was in fact round and not flat. Um, yeah, the globe was invented the same year he left, I think. Was it? I think so. I think like, I think that's one of the pseudo history reasons why he's like credited for that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just completely... Um, yeah like uh, coincidental yeah and like like people knew the world wasn't flat people knew the world was round so like that's another misconception is that that that's just like baloney um people had knew had known the world was round since like you know like like ptolemy wrote about the world being round back in the middle ages so yeah um but yeah so that's my my history misconception is that columbus is a huge asshole he is a no way hero and he's in no way an American hero. I don't want anything to do with that guy. He's um, not G.I. Joe. No. Um, and so uh, just kind of an interesting st- statistic that I found that's uh, kind of horrible is that um, the estimated population of Hispaniola before Columbus arrived was 300,000. And 60 years after he arrived, it, got, um, it was brought down to 500. Wow. Yeah. 300,000 at that time was probably bigger than any European city. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, it's, it's it's all at Hispaniola. Um, but, like, still, like... Yeah, it's, it's, it's big. It's a, po- it's a sizable population. 
And well, you know when like like we we tend to think of like cities being like intrinsically you know European mm-hmm. or whatever, but like you know Tenochtitlan when Cortez got there or whatever was had bigger population and was larger than any yeah. European city. And it it was at like time. it was like a feat of architecture like of architecture like yeah you know at that time period it was insanely impressive. Yeah, because it was on a lake. Yeah, it was, on, it was built on a fucking lake. Like, what the- <laughs> uh, and they didn't have like horses or anything, you know? Like, they, no, they didn't. They didn't have beasts of burden. They did that. They did that by themselves. Yeah. Um, oh man. Dude, so fuck Columbus. Yeah, I really don't like that guy. And uh, just a quick brief history of Columbus Day, because um, this is something I learned about recently that I thought was really interesting, is that Columbus Day was first started in 1906, and it became a national holiday in 1937. Um, but the reason that it was started was because it was a way to appease to Ita- uh, Italian immigrants coming in, coming to America. Um, I mean, it, it was pretty much a way to secure votes. So if you ran on a platform that says, you know, I will support a Columbus Day uh, because Columbus was a huge piece of Italian heritage, then, like, yeah, that's an easy way to get Italian votes. Um, like, nobody even considers him, like, an Italian anymore because he did everything yeah, in the name of Spain. Exactly. That's, that's like, insane. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, so Columbus Day is a meaningless day, and it should be stricken from the universe uh but so that that's my historical misconception that's my story that's some good scrolls there Steve. thanks man i appreciate I, that uh I, I think those scrolls are of very high quality some high some high, high caliber scrolls <laughs> good uh, shit dude yeah uh, fuck, fuck christopher columbus yeah. man fuck him right in the ear i i, I went on a little bit of a rant there i know but it's <laughs> it's okay we know you're an sjw at heart i am <laughs> and no, we know you I'm, have to you have to talk about how the white overlord mm-hmm. the white patriarchy privilege started with Columbus. Yeah. I mean well, it kinda did. Well Dave, you know what I say. What? If you're not constantly checking your privilege, you're not doing something right. Right. Exactly. Oh my god, I check my privilege like at least once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Anyway, yeah, good okay. stories. Good yeah, misconceptions. Yeah, good stuff, man. There's good. a lot of uh, misconceptions. We could we could do this like perpetually. Oh, we, we, you know we, what I mean? Yeah, I mean we we could we could keep going and going. Like um, this could be a staple of the show where we do like misconception week every month. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I don't think it's a bad idea. Maybe it, well, it's something we'll talk about off podcast, and you know who knows? Maybe that's what it will be. Anyway. Uh, well, fuck, you know, Columbus, and, yep. uh, fuck the English for being liars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so, but next week, um, uh, we have a topic that dude. we'll be covering, and, uh, Steven's gonna give it to you right now. Oh, crap. I gave the last one. Oh, uh, was a misconception? Fuck. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, gotta come, I gotta come up with something? You gotta come up with something right now. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Next week on Bad History, we will be covering the topic of regicide. Ooh, that's a good one. So, killing kings and queens. Kill, killing kings and queens. I like that. That's a really good one. So, thanks, dude. Cool, 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 cool. All right. 
so listen up next time when we talk about famous assassins and famous assassinations. Uh, tight, tight, tight. Till then, Stephen, do you want to? Yeah, let me whatever? let me, let me uh, do a whatever. promo plug. Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> so I released a short a short update uh, yesterday about um, the fact that we're switching hosting sites, and we were were originally on SoundCloud, and SoundCloud was really really cool, and we liked it, but it's not catered towards podcasters very well. Maybe in like another year it will be, but currently it's just not. Um, so we switched hosting sites to Podbean. And Podbean's really cool because it's just for podcasters and they've got really good statistics and they also let you make a website, which is awesome. And so we have a new website. It's uh, badhistorypodcast.podbean.com. Um, we may try to secure like an actual domain name to get rid of that .podbean part. But for right now, um, our website and kind of our base of operations for everything is going to be badhistorypodcast.podbean.com. Um, so new episodes are going to be uploaded there as well as iTunes. Like iTunes is still going to be there. Stitcher, uh, Sprecher, we're even going to keep putting stuff on SoundCloud, but because we're, we're not going to have an account there, it's just going to be like, you know, we'll probably have our first episode and then like the, you know, the two latest episodes up there or something like that. But, you know, we're, we'll, we'll still, we're still going to be on like all those platforms, but our whole base of operations is going to be that website. Um, so check us out there. We'll be making, you know, We'll probably do be doing written posts as well there. So um, it's going to be kind of the hub of everything. But we also have a Twitter. It's Bad History Cast. Um, and a Facebook. If you just want to search Bad History Podcast, you'll find it. Uh, and um, our email is badhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Send us in an email if you want us to cover something on the show. If you got a question, let us know if we got something wrong. Um, yeah, anything like that. So uh, also... If you could, and I know this is kind of tacky, but it really does mean a lot. If you could just go onto iTunes, give us a rating and a review. Um, it really does help out a lot. It's, uh, you know, it's it seems really tacky, but those things, they matter a lot when it comes to this sort of thing. So please, if you, if you could, it takes like a minute, and um, that'd be really, really awesome. Uh, but I think that's all for my promo plug. Good, because I fell asleep. Yeah, well, I know anyway. you did. <laughs> so, join us next week on another... <sighs> exciting episode of Bad History. Dave's falling asleep again, but yeah, co- uh, come join us next week when we talk about uh, Killing Kings. Killing um, <laughs> <Kill> Kings? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, until then, my name's Dave. My name is Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll catch you again next time. Goodbye.